Hey there, it's Zach from the Barry Heart of It podcast presented by Bariatric Fusion. And today we are joined by staff dietitian Megan Kaczynski. And I think we are getting down to some very basics today of understanding, but I'll let her fill us in. Welcome, Megan. Hi, thanks for having me again. Oh, welcome back. You know you're a crowd favorite around here. I know I'm a regular now. I'm okay with that. So what are we going to be talking about today? Well, I'm just going to go over weight loss surgery options that are available out there now and how to know which option is right for you. Well, (laughs) there are quite a few. Some are more common than others. And I would say some might not even be offered by some physicians. So what are the common weight loss surgeries? Right. So there is Ruin-Y gastric bypass, adjustable gastric band, sleeve gastrectomy, and duodenal switch. And there are a few other ones, but they're not very common. So I didn't list them. We're just going to talk about these ones today. Well, I guess we should probably get to the very basic question first, which is who actually qualifies for bariatric surgery? Yeah. So when an individual continues to see negative outcomes and weight loss after trying to implement change with improved diet and exercise, weight loss surgery can become an option. And usual qualifications include being more than 100 pounds over your calculated ideal body weight, a BMI of 40 or higher, or a BMI of 35 to 39.9, followed by health issues like type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, sleep apnea. And you should consult with your healthcare provider in order to see if you qualify with any other nutrition-related health issues. Your practitioner will also provide guidance on the procedures and will put you through an extensive screening process before you're actually qualified for surgery. Now, how does weight loss surgery actually work? Well, depending on the surgery performed, it can cause restriction, malabsorption, or a combination of both. And that's in order to promote that rapid weight loss. And this is not an easy way out. Bariatric surgery is only a tool to promote weight loss. So in order to be successful and see continued weight loss and maintenance in the future, the individual must make changes to eating habits or food choices, exercise, and take supplements for life. All right. Well, if you qualify then for bariatric surgery, how do you know what option is going to be right for you? Each surgery is going to promote weight loss, but depending on the procedure chosen, it can also offer benefits in other areas such as remission of some nutrition-related conditions like type 2 diabetes. But once you've gotten to that point where you sit down and consult with your surgeon, they'll also provide you with the best option based on your medical conditions, if any, and you can decide from there. All right. Well, then before we get into like the benefits of things, why don't you give us a brief description of gastric bypass actually first? Let's start with that one. Yeah. So without getting too technical, gastric bypass surgery is one of the procedure options that I mentioned. The popularity of it has kind of decreased over the years, but it's still considered the gold standard when it comes to bariatric surgery. 
just to throw some stats at you, in 2018, about 17% of weight loss surgeries performed were gastric bypass. So that would be around 42,800. And the idea of bypass is to cause that caloric restriction by decreasing the size of the stomach. And then followed is nutrient malabsorption because part of the stomach and first section of the small intestine is bypassed, which is where many vitamins and minerals are absorbed, hence the malabsorption. So in turn, this causes extreme weight loss. And the restriction and malabsorption would require you to take a bariatric supplement for life. All right. So now that you've given us the description of the bypass, what would benefits to the bypass be other than weight loss? Right. Okay. So actually the rerouting of the intestinal tract can cause changes to gut hormones, which people don't really know about, as well as a decrease in the food digested by that newly created stomach pouch. So the thought is that the hormonal changes in the intestinal tract can help improve or even lead to remission of type 2 diabetes. And these changes to the gut hormones can also reduce the feeling of hunger and enhance fullness. And the average person can lose around 70% of their excess weight at about a year out from gastric bypass surgery. So that being said, there are great benefits, but bypass is a little more complicated than something like gastric band or sleeve gastrectomy. So there might be an increased hospital stay. And it's also common for those who undergo bypass to have an increased risk of dumping syndrome. Now, what is dumping syndrome? Great question. So it's also known as rapid gastric emptying. And it's when food, especially sugar, moves from the stomach to the intestine too quickly and dumping occurs. So it's likely to happen if you eat and drink at the same time as well after weight loss surgery. Well, how would you even know if you're experiencing that? Well, you have a feeling of dizziness, fast heart rate, flushing, nausea, cold sweats, vomiting, and or diarrhea. And it's likely to happen if you just consumed a very high sugar, high fat meal. So to avoid this, I would recommend avoiding foods high in fat and sugar and try taking small bites and chewing well and make sure you're reading food labels. And if it helps, you can keep a food diary to see what foods trigger you and what doesn't. That doesn't sound very pleasant. (laughs) Yeah, it's Uh, not the best. (laughs) Well, thank you for that information and making people aware of that. Well, okay, let's move on then. What about a description of the gastric band? Yeah, so this is commonly called the band or lap band. And the surgery specifically restricts your food intake by creating a smaller stomach using a inflatable band that goes around the upper portion of the stomach. So the band can be adjusted and should promote a feeling of fullness when you only eat a small amount of food. This surgery would still require multivitamin supplementation. That dietary intake is restricted. So you'll no longer be consuming the same amount of food you once did. And then you will lack the vitamins and minerals in that food that you can no longer consume. All right. Well, how would you know if that procedure was right for you? Well, gastric band is not nearly as complex as some of the other surgeries, and it can be reversed if needed. 
It's also not nearly as popular as some of the other options now. So those stats again, in 2018, only 1.1% of surgeries performed were the band, which would be around 2,700. It's less invasive. So it has the lowest risk of vitamin and mineral deficiencies, which again, doesn't mean you don't need supplementation. You just may require a little bit less than others. And it promotes around 40 to 50% weight loss. There are disadvantages, just like any other surgery. But for example, gastric band can result in reoperation due to like an increase in band size from usually lack of adherence to a strict diet after surgery or mechanical issues concerning slippage of the band. And this surgery is definitely suitable for someone that's highly motivated in changing their diet and lifestyle in order to ensure that success and weight loss. I'm someone who experienced some of that slippage of the band myself and caused me to be reoperated on and having the procedure, which is next on our list to talk about. So why don't you give us a brief description of the sleeve gastrectomy? Yeah, so this procedure tends to restrict your dietary intake and can also cause some of those absorption issues with specific vitamins and minerals that require stomach acid or intrinsic factor in order to be absorbed properly. And about 75% of the stomach is removed, leaving a sleeve resembling the size and shape of a banana almost. And this procedure has also shown to cause changes in gut hormones, similar to bypass, like I talked about, to control that hunger and full sensation. So dumping syndrome can also occur after sleeve gastrectomy, but it's a little less likely than bypass. All right. Well, how would you know if the sleeve is the right procedure for you then? So... As with all weight loss procedures, the individual undergoing surgery must be motivated and willing to make permanent lifestyle changes in regards to diet, exercise, supplemental vitamin and minerals for life, and that high protein intake. This surgery has become increasingly popular actually over the years and is now the most common out of the ones that I listed to you so far. So in 2018, 61.4% of surgeries performed were sleeve gastrectomies, which would be about 154,000 around. The procedure doesn't include bypass or that complex rerouting of the intestinal tract, and it's considered non-reversible. So make sure you understand the details of each procedure before you make that decision. All right. Well... I know we've covered quite a few of them already, but I know there's another one kind of in the bypass family a bit. How about the duodenal switch? Why don't you give us a description of that? Yep. So duodenal switch or DS for short results in restriction, malabsorption of vitamins and minerals and changes to those gut hormones. It's a little more complicated in that first a sleeve gastrectomy is done. 
So most of the stomach is removed and that causes the restriction. And then the small intestine is divided further down than in bypass surgery, which results in a large amount of the intestine being bypassed, which causes that malabsorption. And this surgery tends to preserve the stomach muscle called the pylorus that controls stomach emptying. So it makes dumping syndrome a little less likely to occur after the surgery. How do you know if the DS is going to be right for you then? Again, you should be researching all of your options. According to 2018 data, this surgery is the least common option out of the other options I listed. The number of surgeries performed were 0.8%. So that would be about 2,000. This procedure results in a larger portion of the small intestine being bypassed and a smaller window for those digestive enzymes to mix with food. So there's a much higher risk of becoming deficient in nutrients that may not be a problem for the other surgeries. For example, there's a decrease in the absorption of protein as well as fat, which can cause deficiencies in the specific vitamins A, D, E, and K because these require fat to be absorbed. It's pretty complicated, but considered the most effective surgery for treating diabetes and other chronic health problems. But lastly, DS requires adherence to that bariatric-specific multivitamin, including an increased amount of those fat-soluble vitamins, A, D, E, and K, high protein intake, and lifestyle change, much like the other surgery options. Well, Megan, thank you for giving us a glimpse into those four of what I would call probably the more common procedures being done currently. Why don't you just give us a quick summary of what we went over? All right. Well, a little recap. I'll start with what the common surgeries are available. It includes bypass, sleeve gastrectomy, gastric band, and duodenal switch. And when all other options are implemented and continue to result in negative outcomes, that's when bariatric surgery can become an option. You qualify for surgery if you're more than 100 pounds over your calculated ideal body weight, have a BMI of 40 or higher, or a BMI of 35 to 39.9, followed by that type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, sleep apnea, etc., You'll go through an extensive screening process before you even undergo surgery that any of the surgeries can cause restriction, malabsorption, or a combination of both in order to promote that weight loss. Weight loss surgery requires lifestyle change regarding a healthier diet, exercise, and supplementation for life in order to see success. Some weight loss surgery procedures can put you in remission of specific health conditions. Getting into detail on some of the surgery options, bypass causes restriction and malabsorption, requires supplements for life, causes hormonal changes that can improve or support remission of type 2 diabetes, but also offers a higher risk of dumping syndrome. That dumping syndrome is when food, especially sugar, moves from the stomach to the intestines too quickly, or even when you drink and eat at the same time. It can cause dizziness, fast heart rate, flushing, nausea, cold sweats, vomiting, and or diarrhea. Gastric band is the next surgery that only restricts food, still requires supplements, less invasive, needs strict adherence to lifestyle change in order to be successful. Sleeve gastrectomy is another procedure, removes about 75% of the stomach, 
you require supplements for life, no rerouting of the intestines, and it is non-reversible. And lastly, duodenal switch, which is a mix of the sleep gastrectomy and bypass, causing restriction and malabsorption, requiring supplements for life, but specifically higher A, D, E, and K vitamins, and more complicated than the other weight loss surgeries. Awesome, Megan. And why don't you tell us where people can reach out to you if they have any questions? I mean, you are the staff dietitian at Bariatric Fusion, and I know you like interacting with patients. So where can patients reach you? Yeah, so I am always available. I usually will answer back pretty quickly. You can email dietitian at bariatricfusion.com. If I don't have an answer to your question, I will guide you in the right direction. I also write for Bariatric Fusion's blog and the recipes on there and whatnot. So there's good information on there too that you might want to look at if I don't have an answer to your question at the moment. Awesome. Well, thanks as always for joining us on the Barry Heart of It. And I think we'll probably see you again in the future. Yes, you will. Thank you so much. 